Hi, I'm Karis. And I'm Charmaine. And this is Uncommon Humanity. And today's conversation, we'll be talking about social unit of animals. How we yeah, this is really a creation care podcast. <laughs> <laughs> how we connect, how we build friendships, relationships in communities, and how we remain sane in life. Yeah. So we're going to use animals to talk about human beings. Yes. As a reference <laughs> point. <laughs> so recently, I went to the zoo with my team. Mm-hmm. We went to explore the whole zoo and the whole river safari the whole entire day. And we came across like just a lot of animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but the, but the cool thing was that uh, different animals have different, um, what we call like social units mm-hmm. that they live in. So like baboons, they live in clans of 20-ish, 30, 40 and then meerkats, really cute. <laughs> they live in like 20 to 50. And then I think the interesting thing that we didn't know was like pandas live alone. I didn't know that. I didn't know that Jia Jia yeah. and Kai Kai didn't, don't meet each other. They don't play with each other. Yeah, they don't play they each don't other. They don't talk. They don't hang out with each other. I don't Jia know whether... Jia is always on one side. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether they even remember one another, but <laughs> they only meet once a year to mate. Uh, yeah, so other than that, they Wow, don't so you didn't <laughs> meet at all. Okay. Yeah, so like, just really interest, really interesting that some animals are solitary animals and then some animals, they live in like 20, 50 and then mm. huge groups. So yeah. it got you thinking, right? Yeah, it got me thinking about as humans, like, is it the same or, yeah. Hmm. No, no, wait, wait. Tell them, tell them your favorite, your favorite animal out of the whole lot. Which one? The meerkats. Yeah. One? Why oh. is it your favorite? Oh, the meerkats are really cute because they're. If, if you have seen one before, it's really, are really tiny. And they're really cute, and they uh, live in packs. I mean, they live in groups of like twenty to fifty, mm. and they do something called like a sentry duty. <laughs> <laughs> sentry duty where yeah, they were sentry will, duty sentry duty correct where they will they will they will be on duty for an hour ish about there. So uh, do they go to the high point and do yeah, that yeah, thing? Yeah 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 yeah. So they will go onto this little hill and then they will like stand upright and they will just look around the surrounding to make sure that everything is safe. And how long does each sentry duty last? One hour ish about there. They and then just, they rotate. Yeah, and then they will rotate. And then do they do twenty four hours? Yeah. Huh. I think I think so. Then how do they know who's next in line? I don't know. Huh. Yeah, but what we do know was that because we were watching the meerkats and then one guy just like ran into the into their like hole and then the other guy just came out and took over. <laughs> like there was no like gap time. Huh. Mm. Yeah, but tell everyone what you thought sentry was pronounced. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so I forgot and then I told PC that meerkats do like sanitary duties. <laughs> They're very responsible. And that was even more like exciting to me. I was like, what? Like they take turns to collect each other's poop when you can you oh, imagine? No. Like yeah. this one guy going around with a bucket and like picking up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but then when I read that, I was like, oh no, I got the word wrong. It was sentry duty. It's not sanitary uh, duty, sorry. Okay. <laughs> yes. So they do sentry duty. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so that's interesting, right? So I, then I was telling you also mm. about packs in yeah. Africa. So when we were in Africa um, for a mission trip last year, we went on safari. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting because different animals in the safari, right? They Again, they move in different packs. So the cheetahs, for example, yeah. are, are, are lone Yeah, loners. Yeah. yeah, which is really funny too. Because then how do they date and mate? Once a year, huh? Probably awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then um then but but they have actually what was interesting to me was they have 
patriarchal and matriarchal social groups. Oh. So the African lions and, and the African elephants mm, are actually yeah. matriarchal. Yes. Yeah. And then there was one, this was very interesting to me. There's a particular deer there. Okay, but you should Google this. I think mm. it was the impala. Mm. And what happens is the males in the group, when they mature, they will fight and compete until there is one alpha. Mm. And after that, that one alpha rules all the females and all the kids. And the rest of the bachelors are excommunicated from the herd. And they have to go off to be alone in the oh wilderness. My. <laughs> <laughs> Single males for the rest of their life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... What were we going to talk about? We were, <laughs> we were going to talk about what else? Oh yeah, okay. So you were going to talk about elusive animals, right? Yes. Yeah, and so, social distancing. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yes. So there are like a lot of animals. Because I didn't know that pandas are solitary animals. Mm. And then I went to Google and then apparently there are a lot more other animals like polar bears, like snow leopards, like the desert tortoise. Mm. They're all solitary Anymore. So I was joking, like, that they are the ones that kind of mastered the art of social distancing because they, like, just live alone, yeah. So they literally don't need each other for anything? Except for... Except for uh, yeah, and procreation? Uh. Yeah, and <laughs> taking care of the young, I think. But other than that, they prefer to be alone. So they hunt alone, they live alone, uh. they stay alone. Okay. Yeah. So that brings me back to, like, I was curious about what's the social unit for human beings, like what's our number or like what's our tribe what's our village what's our clan mm. yeah mm. and and does it look different for like different communities or different what does it depend on is, is are all humans the same like mm. do we need a certain community system and how big that should look like mm. yeah cool so we're gonna get into it right yeah yeah, so let's talk about British anthropologist Robin Dunbar, right? Yeah. So you might know him from... I think he's the one that Malcolm Gladwell quotes oh, in really? his book as well, yeah. That he, he His theory is that there's a magic number, which is human beings can only have a maximum of 150 connections before they are, I guess, exhausted, right? Mm. And, yeah. then, and then there's concentric circles. Now, of course, it's not 150 close friends. Mm. But, but according to him, the tighter circle in our lives, uh, we just have five people, our loved ones. Mm. And then that's followed by successive layers of 15. Those are our good friends. 50, our friends. 150, meaningful uh, contacts. And then anything beyond that is like 500 acquaintances or 1,500 people you can actually recognize if you bump mm. into them. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's probably lower for me. Or I'll recognize and I won't remember their name resulting in yeah. awkward situations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but, but so that's his theory and mm. a lot of people quote it, a lot of people talk about it and so there's also a theory that communities shouldn't grow beyond 150 yeah. Uh, I know a lot of churches actually implement this. Like they don't oh. have zones beyond 150. Uh, yeah. Which makes sense, I yeah. think. Um it's well administratively it's more efficient. Mm. So so we're definitely community beings, right? Yeah. And we definitely need companionship. Mm. But you were asking how much connection do we really need and what are the reasons we need a certain number of people in our lives? Yeah, like is it dependent on like personality or 
Like whether you're extrovert, introvert, or maybe the mix of personality or the mix of needs in your life. That mm. is, is, is it that? Because I'm just looking at the number like, I'm asking myself like, do I have 15 good friends? Do I have 50 friends? Have la. The whole team is going to be yeah. offended by you. <laughs> oh no. That's not what I meant. I'm just... I'm just... Yeah, I'm just asking So her myself. sister who's standing over there. <laughs> I'm not in your... <laughs> yeah, they are yeah, yeah, yeah. my friends. I'm just wondering like, okay, so do we have... Yeah, do, do we have to strive to have mm. that number? Mm. Like, is it okay if it's a little bit less than that or is it okay if it's more than that? Does it matter? I have no idea. We'll have to ask Robin Dumba. <laughs> is he even alive? Don't know that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But but actually, so I think generally, right, the most basic unit everyone knows is introversion versus extroversion. Mm. Definitely mm. determines a lot of it, right? Yeah. yeah, you are introvert, extrovert, extrovert, introvert. Oh, because I just realised that there's such a thing called like introvert, extrovert, and extrovert, introvert. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I would say probably maybe I'm an extrovert, introvert. Maybe at heart I'm introvert, but I do... Enjoy, yeah. Enjoy like social I think you enjoy meetings, more, eh? meet people, meet new. I mean, you have mandatory meet up with your team every Sunday <laughs> morning, like mandatory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, can I meet as little as possible? So, please, you are introvert, introvert. I think so, but then recently I'm having doubts because people keep mm. telling me I have, I come across extrovert enough. Hmm. But I think that could just be because we're pastors and then it, we have you have to, to be, be extra. Like, hi, how are you? Like, <laughs> yeah. But the interesting thing was because last week, right, I had a great lunch with 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 three very good friends, mm. and it was interesting because the first time all three of them were meeting together like for a proper sit down mm. meal, and and all of them, yeah, I think all of them commented that they had a good time. Because we share the same <laughs> values. And, yeah, but it was a weird outing because it was like half it was really good. It was very feeding for the soul because they are great people. But then on the other hand, it was like you're meeting new people. So there's a certain level of anxiety. <laughs> and I think for all four of us are like generally somewhat introverted. Mm. Yeah. So so I, I felt very good after the whole meal because very soul fed. Mm. But the next day I realized I was really tired. Oh, and I didn't want to really see anybody. I wanted to just do my work, maybe chat to people on Telegram, but I didn't really want to interact. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I think at the, at the end of the day, I'm still quite introverted. Yeah, but basically, you were say you were you were saying before that introvert doesn't mean that they don't, don't need need people, people yeah. in life. It doesn't yeah. mean that. It just means that maybe the amount of time is it, is it the quality time, like it. Yeah, like we can't do small talk lah. Um. Like, small talk can just kill me. Mm. Like, how's the weather? How are you today? I can't get very far away. I get very deep very fast. Even when new friends come to church, I'm like, hi, how are you? You know, which school are you from? Like, maximum three questions. <laughs> then I go, what's your passion in life? <laughs> what's and your they look dream? at me like, like eyes huge. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that question. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was thinking about this the other day, and I wonder whether for extroverts, right, it's because they get little... Maybe we all have a tank and for extroverts, they get little bits from from their way of getting fat is to have a little bit of everyone. Mm. Whereas introverts are like, I need to have a lot of one person. 
So meaning like if you add it all up, it's probably the same. Like we but, all need people, but we get it uh, differently. in different ways and we process the energy differently maybe. Mm, yeah. yeah, because extroverts come alive, right? When they're room full of people, they feed off the energy mm. and they feel excitement. So they get it differently, I think. The needs is different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I was saying about how like even during COVID period, like maybe in the beginning of where we had the... Um, what do we call that? Like when we had the circuit breaker. Yeah. And then the first people who feel the impact is like the extroverts yeah. people. They're yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. no, For I can't sure. meet people and I can't see them, I can't feel them and all that. But then, um, and, and the introverts are the ones like, wow, wow. yeah. <laughs> we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally. Like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, so mm. it was like, the extrovert feel like the fear of missing out. Like, oh no, I can't like, you know, join stuff or be there. But then the introverts are like, they feel like happy, like, okay, I can have have my own space and everything. Yeah, yeah but then even so. then towards the end of, um, I don't know, like circuit breaker, but even then, like even the introverts will feel like um, yeah. that they are missing people. Yeah, and, and then the extroverts are actually feeling better. And I'm, actually, why did you start feeling better? Oh. I know it's a factor of like, okay, getting sunshine, getting out there, stimulus, learning new things. Because I don't know. lockdown um, eased, but... But the extroverts started doing better. Then the introverts like had a moment had where but <laughs> but even then, right, the extroverts the introverts dip is very short. Mm. We dip two weeks and we go like, oh, this sucks. And then we're back to normal again. <laughs> or we like have a moment where, oh my god, we need to get out of lockdown and then like and then we're okay again. Yeah. I don't know, maybe is it because we found ways to like connect, <laughs> like no maybe. choice. And they have to find ways to get our meet, needs met, like meet people, call people. Oh yeah, I remember like um, one of the things that we told one of our, like I think Zihan, right? That mm. you can have phone calls. Yeah, instead of Zoom, instead right? Instead of Zoom. And just find ways to like connect and meet people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Zoom doesn't actually work according to the stats. Like apparently you get richer stimulus from a phone call, voice phone call, according to Adam Grant, that mm. versus Zoom. Yeah. yeah, so Zoom ends up being more draining than than actual interaction, even if it's vocal. Mm, yeah, interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so okay, so here's the question, right? So does yeah. it affect Dunbar's principle? Like, do introverts actually need less than mm. the five or fifteen or hundred and fifty, and extroverts need five hundred <laughs> and one thousand five hundred? <laughs> or maybe PC is more like the like what you say like the the needs and the depth of the relationship like the number probably is a good reference point mm. it's a good mm. reference like I probably need like a few close friends like people I can trust and then a few good friends and close friends to surround myself with but maybe it's just a reference like mm. maybe Danvers principle okay we, maybe Danvers principle doesn't encapsulate what goes on in the relationships ah mm. Because you could have five people in your family and not feel like they're your loved ones, no? Mm, yeah. So the question really is the quality of the connection versus... Or is it time spent? Mm. Because you can spend a lot of time with... Well, a lot of young adults say this, right? They have a group of friends. Mm. But they can come out of the meal feeling lonelier. Mm. Like yeah. they're hanging out, they're doing stuff together, but yet something in the soul isn't getting fed. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Dunbar, can you please answer our question? <laughs> it's a very nice, sweeping, pretty theory. 
anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like um like social media, like if we have even if we have like, I don't know, a mm-hmm. thousand or two thousand friends on like mm. Facebook or like Instagram. But then does it mean that I mean social media is supposed to be a tool to like connect to people. Mm. But does it mean that it's quality? Does it you know how, yeah, so how maybe it's only it's only useful on the 1,500 level. <laughs> like people that you can recognize. Yeah, you can recognize and you kind of want to know once in a while what's happening in their life, but you you don't really, you know. Yeah. So do we need friends? Do we need that many friends on like social media? Do we need social media? Uh, come on, I think we all know we don't really need that many <laughs> friends on social media. Yeah, no, because like it's all about the likes and the following right the feeling popular because you have a certain number of followers versus actual connection yeah because the okay so this is another one we'll talk about one day you all need mm. to go and watch social dilemma on netflix yeah. if you haven't already my goodness what rock have you been under <laughs> <laughs> no because like the correlation between teen depression and suicide it correlates with the rise of social media mm. so obviously having more followers in your circle is not the you. solution to feeling connected. Hmm. Yeah. And maybe even will make you feel more disconnected, I would imagine. It's like an illusion that you have connection but not. Yeah. Or worse yet, it's a, it's a pressure. Um. It's like connecting to an image of somebody else that they put out there that you don't... Yeah, you're not really like interacting with. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that went. Yeah. <laughs> Sideways. <laughs> Wait, let's come back. Let's come back. Where are we going? <laughs> no, but I think the BBC article that we read, right, about Dunbar's theory yes. said the thing that hasn't been researched thoroughly is how social media would affect Dunbar's theory. Uh, about yeah. how many people we have the capacity to connect to and how many mm. close relationships we need in order to function. Because mm. I would imagine I'm open to the idea that it could change the language of relationship over mm. a long period. I think we're just in the worst of it right now because we went to social media and the digital age without knowing how to do it well. Yeah, yeah. So we're in that dip. Mm. I just wonder whether there's some optimism to be held with. It will cycle out and we will learn to... Manage. We will learn to manage it. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Do you think culture changes the way we do relationships? So, for example, culture meaning Western versus Asian. Because Dunbar's principle also uh, states that it's more applicable to Western developed nations as compared to Asian cultures. Hmm. Then on the other hand, does it also vary now that generations are changing? You've got like the boomers oh, yeah. who are very community-orientated more. Mm. And Gen Z that grows up in the digital age. Do you think it changes connection in any tangible way that we need to know in order to like have healthy healthy relationships with one another? I think um, I see, I think culture is it matters quite a bit. Mm. Like even the generations thing where different generations communicate with different generations, the the language that they use, mm. um, the the mutual understanding, I guess, mm. Mm. that they get from one another, mm. um, and how they perceive like what you say versus what I say to you, and whether my needs are met from what how you 
I, I guess mm. all of that plays into how people feel connected or appreciated or feel love. So, mm. yeah, so I guess like the generation thing matters. Yeah, so there was a funny thing that happened this week, right? Because uh, I was texting with Pastor JC and then he was saying about how he loves my mother so much and he's having conversations with my mother <laughs> on Instagram because she follows him and she loves his garden, right? Yeah. And so I told and then he was like, I feel like I'm her adopted Latino son. <laughs> and so so I, I texted Andy this and she was so excited and so happy that he said that. <laughs> and and then she started sending pictures to him of like the garden and stuff like that. Mm. But later when I, I clarify right, what happened, right? Because I told Auntie Anna, yeah, JC says you're always having conversations with him. Auntie Anna was like, no, we never have any conversations. <laughs> and then I'm talking to Pastor JC, and he's like, no, we're always talking. And um, I realized what was going on, right? Because have you ever seen your parents' WhatsApp groups? Uh, yeah. It's very long, right? Have you noticed? Yeah. They, they, they type like they're having an actual real-life conversation. Yeah. So actually, I find they're worse on the phone than me sometimes. Yeah. They talk about everything and everything in the thing. Yes, they share about anything and everything. Yeah. Pastor yeah. JC's version of conversation was Auntie Anna sent emojis and smiley faces about <laughs> the garden and 100%, you know? <laughs> or like interactions. Yeah, correct, and... right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is very interesting. I feel like because they didn't grow up digital, they're bringing their physical interactions into the digital space. Mm. Because we grow up in a digital age. Actually, I think that's worse for us because we we bring our short form mm. into the physical space. Mm. But I think it could be good and bad, right? Yeah. It could also mean, I don't know, this is stretching it, but like emojis. That means we read more from a person's tone and expression than we do from the words that they say. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. But, yeah, but do you think that you will get very, maybe confused, like you feel... You feel you maybe you get confused that like you don't know why is it that I still don't feel. Yeah, I think so too. Feel, so it's like that 50-50 yeah. problem, right? I wonder whether there's something we don't see that maybe we are reading cues. We just haven't put words to our interaction. Mm -mm. And then there's the other part where I really feel there's a disconnect. Because mm. one of the things I never thought I would have to do, because like our church, our church community started quite far back when yeah. phone and all that wasn't really yeah. as accessible. And so we never had a problem teaching people how to interact and how to get to know friends and build mm. relationships naturally and organically. But now, mm. like I'm surprised by how much it has changed pastoral because we actually have to teach our people yeah. how to be a friend. Yes, how to have a conversation. Yeah, how to start a conversation, how to ask, get into their friend's life, how yeah. to not talk about yourself all the time because it's like social media, just keep posting, this is what I'm doing today. Yeah. Grateful, like blessed. I'm, mm. like, I'm doing this, watch me. Yeah, I was just coming to church today, right? And then there was this guy, he was so busy like live streaming himself. <laughs> he walked across the road oh, and no. he... No, it was a green man, so he was going to die or anything. But he walked into a car oh, no. that was stopped at the light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was quite funny. But anyway, yeah, so I think it's the first time we've actually had to, as leaders, come up with curriculum to teach youth how to interact, how to not talk about themselves all the time, how to, how to deepen a conversation. Yeah, which like in I, person. Yeah, in mm. person. Um. Yeah, we're challenging or we've had to learn how to match make people on a leadership team to date each other as good friends mm. and give them 
some frameworks or what to ask one another so that the relationship can progress. Mm. Yeah, I'm not saying it's super bad. I'm just saying yeah. but it is a present problem. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just wondering whether like, is it the cues like they, you know, like if we live too much of our life on social media, on the online platform, offline, then, um, or online, I mean, then we just will miss cues about like in person, we, we can't tell like someone. Yeah, possibly. Because sometimes I almost feel people tell me more about their friends by by observations. Like, I've noticed they're posting these certain Insta stories recently. Mm. I think they're not okay. Mm. Or there's an absence of certain language that they usually use oh. online. And then they go, oh, I think that person is distracted by something. And, and and that's found its way quite regularly, I feel, into when we are we are talking people in connect groups and stuff. Mm. Yeah. So PC, do you feel that because like what you say, which is like you cannot interact with a photo with a, like an emoji, for example. Yeah. Do you feel that maybe Gen Z or maybe even whichever gens that are really alive online that they become very maybe either in their world too much or they, they their heart gets very how to say it? they're they're sensitive to because the only cue they are getting is just a is emoji. the photo or the emoji oh, yeah, or the light the only yeah. response and so when they don't get it it's just like the whole world falls apart kind of a yeah because you know like when my parents when they see Instagram to them it's just an update on it's just a photo of their friend posting something mm. and if they want to know how the friend is doing they don't look at that they just call mm -mm. they're like hey what are you doing hey you okay or not you know they just ask directly but our generation, I mean, you don't ask that on comment section. What there's a certain social code, right? <laughs> you don't ask <laughs> yeah, deep yeah. questions on the, in not all the time, depending lah. So yeah. I would imagine there's something strange going on there, like where we cannot be as direct to one another. Whether it's about asking how you're doing or saying, mm. "Hey, why you behave like that?" Mm, yeah, true. Yeah, because it's not acceptable. Uh. Yeah. Hmm. So. Okay. So yeah. There's the other one that I want to ask, which is like. So, do you feel that it's harder to make friends, to find friends? Okay, obviously I have to answer that question, right? Because I'm the older one. Right? <laughs> this oh, is like ageism right we, here. Ageism. <laughs> as we grow older. No, yeah. I think for sure, right? I think, I think that definitely as you get older, the, the circle of friends you interact with get slightly smaller. Like even my mom, who is super extrovert, says she has more introvert moments um, where she wants to be alone and not have noise. But I don't know whether that's... it's an age thing? Or? I think partly, oh. yeah. Um, even Suhan says that, right? And nowadays, he wants some alone time. <laughs> yeah, you know, our oldest at all. Oh no, <laughs> okay. it's not that old. It's not that old. It's not that old. Yeah, so I think there is something to it. But I don't know whether my mom's comment is just because there's a lot of responsibilities and she's like manning the house and taking care of yeah. us. And so she's just like, how you disappear? Like, don't mm. disturb me. Yeah, so, but I do think as you get older, there are a couple of things that happen. La. For majority of people, 70% of the population, they are more set in their ways. Mm. They're also not entering any new social spaces. It's not like they are changing job as often for most people. Yeah. That might change though with Gen Z and younger millennials. They are not meeting more new people on a regular basis unless it's built into their work. Mm. So you and then you're more tired. 
physically. Mm. So you kind of go to work, you come home, and then the, the amount of hours you spend interacting and socializing reduces. Yeah. And then on top of that, I find for myself, but this is an introvert's take, I find it tiring to... I, I enjoy... Actually, the strange is I enjoy meeting new people mm. if it's organic and it's not small talk. Yeah. If we get deep. But I find it tiring to rehash my history. To update somebody on the journey that I've been on, I find it very tiring to talk about myself in general. So yeah. the longer you go and the older you get, I feel like there's... It, it, I think for some people, mm-hmm. it gets easier to just stick to... Even if the connections are not good, the friends make you feel more lonely. Mm-hmm. But they've known you since you were 15. Mm-hmm. It's easier to accept that that's your life for the rest of your life instead of going to look for better connections. Mm. Yeah. So, just curious, PC, what would you say to like someone that's like, like lonely? Yeah. Especially if they are older, and it's harder for them to break out of a certain yeah. set rhythm to meet new people. Like, how do they? Well, I think the the easiest one is to find a community system. Mm. Whether it's leave that that job that you have with bad colleagues and mm. a bad boss and find a job with good people and a good boss. Because mm. that's automatically nine to five, you're stuck in a situation where you kind of have to make friends yeah. and hang out. It's easier, I feel, because it's built into your ecosystem. Or for example, for us, it's church, right? Yeah. If you find a good church with good community and a good system of community, mm. like connect groups and stuff with yeah. a good culture then you're gonna be, it's going to be easier for you if you're very introverted to, to get connected. Mm. So I think changing your ecosystem is the easiest way versus trying to go one-on-one Randomly. into some random mm. pub and like making friends that way unless you're extroverted. And it's more nah. dangerous, right? I mean, yeah. Or dating definitely yeah. to a degree is more dangerous yeah. because you're dating isolation. Nobody knows yeah, the, person. the person's background. Mm. So even now when we encourage our people to date, we have to tell them, okay, but here's what's different from old dating versus app dating and here's what you need to take care of and be careful of. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So much easier to be an animal, right? (laughs) Is it? (laughs) It's so utilitarian. (laughs) Yeah. Like like cheetahs, my goodness. Okay, mate, procreate, and then (laughs) bye-bye. And it just goes But they feel fine. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. But human beings <laughs> cannot. Uh. So there's something intrinsic that we have to be in a relationship with people. Yeah, we have to okay. be in connection yeah. with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is a very interesting question. Chunzi yes. is always Karis, sorry. Uh, yes. Her, her Chinese name is Chunzi. <laughs> her English name is Karis. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Karis always cares about this. Me versus we. <laughs> yes, me versus This is me. your like, this is your big thing like that always comes up for you, right? <laughs> that I think about. Yeah. Because I want to value, um, because I think that there's this, which I also want to ask, which is like, is there a conflict between individualism versus community? Because I do feel that I want to value like an individual strength, individual talent, individual life or the way of... Or, or like an individual just a being. Yeah. But at the same time, being able to step in to help them see that 
life is more than just an individual. Yeah. How like how do I correct community. being a part of community and how do I draw that? Which is how do I bring the best out of an individual, but at the same time, um, that they also learn that they have to be a part of a community. Mm. So is there like a conflict there? I you know I think mm. I don't think there's supposed to be a conflict. I mm. think it's supposed to be synergistic, mm. or mm. yeah, there must be synthesis of both yeah. for the best to come out of us because. An individual needs feedback in order to be their best self. Mm. You, you can't like, or, or even if you think about it on a practical level, even if you are individual can produce amazing work, you have to, somebody has to buy your work, right? Mm. Somebody has to buy into you mm. and your work, right? Yeah. In order for you to feel appreciated and validated. Yes, this is my calling. This is what I'm made to do. This is my talent and my gift. Yeah. So on a very base level, you need to, to have um, positive feedback or payoff. Yeah, yeah. But then on a higher level, you need feedback in order to grow as an individual. Yeah. And to expand as an individual. So anyone who becomes too much of an individual or in Singapore's case, I always say, actually, we are getting more individualistic, but generally, we're still, the unit Communal. is the silo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in general, mm. we're supposed to be this Chinese community. But I find us very silo. Mm. My clique, mm. my people, my family, and then everybody else is an outsider. Mm. Yeah, that happens at work too, right? For adults, mm. happens at school. Yeah. It's very, very silo. It's very like selfish on behalf of just my group. Very mm. in think. And then, yeah, and then it becomes there's no diversity, there's no diverse thought, there's no feedback of changing character or culture. Mm. Yeah, so I think an individual cannot be without community. Yeah. But then on the other hand, we also have a very communal culture, a very controlling culture, a very mm. conformist culture, mm. which quelches the individual. Mm. And this doesn't just happen <laughs> in organizations. I mean, it, it's really hard eh, to avoid in church here, I feel. Yeah. We have to work very hard to figure this out and we're still yeah. figuring it out. Yeah. But even the family unit, yeah. I mean, everybody, where you and young adult church, everybody comes to our church and what's the thing they have to work through most of the time? It, very rarely do you get a brat. Mm. Most of the time, it's they don't know themselves apart from their family. Mm. They can't make a decision apart from expectations. Mm. A lot of them make wrong decisions because yeah. of expectations. Yeah. Um, and so I find a lot of the millennials right now, because they're like in their 30s, they go through identity crisis mm. because they've lived their life a certain way, the expected way, for too long. Especially mm. if they're single and they can't get out of the house. Oh, to yeah. marry somebody and figure it out together. They, they're just stuck with, I'm still my parents' child. I'm yeah. still in this household doing life this way. And they have no chance to, in Singapore, because those of you who are listening from elsewhere, like we, we can't buy our own home yeah. until we marry most of the time or you have to have a lot of money to buy a, a house as a single so we never get to find ourselves unless we go overseas and study, unless we we break yeah. off a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So identity is like a like a attachment and a detachment kind of thing, right? Which is I like think so. you need to find like your roots, like where you came from, yeah. who is your community, who's your tribe. But at the same time you kind of have to have space to like figure out. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like, for example, having a very close-knit church like ours that, mm. that is trying not to be controlling 
and encourages youth finding your individual brilliance but also being a part of a team is very healthy because we encourage identity. Yeah. We encourage you to be you and we feel that there's no conflict between church and mm. your career and whatever else that you want to do with your life. It's just one and the same thing. Yeah. So this is healthy. Um, if you can't go overseas, having therapy is healthy. Mm. Yeah, to help you find the individual. Yeah. Yeah. So how much should one adapt though, like being in a community? Then Oof. it's a degree of adaptation. adaptation. <laughs> There's no way like... What do just... you think? <laughs> oh you have a lot my. of thoughts on this issue. <laughs> I'm still uh, conflicted. I'm like... <laughs> I don't know though. And I also have a question which is like, is there only one kind of community? Like if you don't fit, for example, you go to a certain group and you That's feel so like, interesting. I don't fit. Is it is it a me problem? Is it a group problem? <laughs> oh, I actually, you know what? I actually do have a thought on this now. Like, how much do we adapt? I think when it comes to character and morals mm. and worldview and thinking, I feel that you should grow to adapt and you should hear more points of view. Mm. But I think when it comes to gift, talent, your strengths, who you are as a personality, like, you should just respect yourself and love yourself. So if you're an introvert, it's okay to be an introvert. You know, just don't be selfish. Yeah. A selfish, too caught in your head, unaware of mm. how you affect other people kind of introvert. Yeah. So I actually think it's the character stuff that should evolve. Mm. And the thinking mm. and the worldview and the exposure and diversity in your thought. Like your growth as a person. Yeah. But talent and all that kind of stuff, just be you. Don't try and be like somebody else. Mm. And even personality, how you do life, as long as you are reliable and you have work ethic and you are healthy and you care about other people, I feel like just do you. Lah. Yeah. Yeah. And I think actually the same thing is, I think there are cultures like what you said. I think that's the interesting thing about the human species, right? We are so varied. Yeah. Yeah. We're not like, just like the elephants, they do it the same way all the time. Yeah. We're just so varied. Like every culture mm. is different. Every group is different. Mm. So I think if you don't find your tribe, like even in our church, mm. go find a tribe that is yeah. your tribe. But make sure that when you do that, it's not because you're leaving out of character and problematic issues yeah. that you refuse to change about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not really, right? Because yes. you just transplant that problem to the next relationship you are in the next friendship you have, the next mm. community that you join, and either you'll be frustrating to them, yeah. or you're going to find people equally as bad as you. Yeah, that's true. Which mm. means, yeah, I mean, we've noticed, right, sometimes um, not nice people gravitate to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not nice they people, just they congregate, and then they turn into their own another. vortex of terrible culture and... <laughs> And cray cray. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's very important to figure like what kind of person or what kind of values, what kind of character, what kind of... Because I guess like worldview is like sometimes you, you're not aware, I guess. Yeah. So that's why we it's have to take a step back to ask ourselves, is this who mm. I want to be? Before, yeah. I mean, if I join a certain group or I join a certain community or even a church, yeah. it's like that is going to be who I'm going to be in five yeah. years. Is that who I want to be? <laughs> Yeah, because I was having this interesting conversation with someone today about how um, sometimes people think like, for example, progressive people. Mm. 
it's because you hold to certain thinking, but actually their thinking is still quite narrow because they're not willing to hear any other side yeah. except this is what I think about these issues. But they say that they are progressive. Yeah, but they say that. <laughs> so we talked about it and said actually the, the, but the problem is because progressive is being thrown out there, I actually don't even really know whether to call our church progressive because like, I don't think we hold very extreme, extreme views either. Mm. Yeah, but I think what we do hold is that we are willing to listen, really listen, not just token listen mm. to all sides. And we really want different voices. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But but there are still certain baselines, right? Don't be an idiot. Yeah. Don't shut other people down. Don't mean-spirited, etc. But mm. but we want to hear. We want to hear what different religions have to say. You know, we want to hear what different races have to say and their experience. We want to hear what different genders have to say about certain things. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually think for us, when we say progressive, we mean we want breath of mm. openness, um, but with character. Mm. But sometimes what happens is people get loyal to a viewpoint. Mm. And then I guess now liberal is associated with progressive, but that's not necessarily the case because liberal can be as mean as fundamental. Yeah. Sure. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So back to, we were talking about ad- adapting, right? Which is, mm. I think, PC, like what you say, when it comes to character, morals, worldview, that is when we have to adjust. Yeah, to be there's open. no way. I guess there's no way it, because you're gonna, you're gonna have to get angry. With, I mean, you, either you get angry <laughs> with everyone, or everyone gets angry with you. Yeah. So maybe adaptability has to be based in humility, and openness mm. and pliability. Adaptability is not conceding. It mm. is not acquiescing. Mm. Like being subsumed and enslaved by somebody else's thinking mm. and being controlled and manipulated. I think that is not the adaptability we're talking about. We're yeah. talking about a dynamic feedback yeah. loop and synthesis of all of me is coming to this table mm. and all of my community is also coming and respected at this table. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. with that said, means that it's still possible to have diversity, it's still possible to... Mm. to have a space where very different individuals live yeah. together. If there is values of respect. Mm, mm, yeah, respect. Because yeah. Otherwise, then you'll just be quarreling. Then if it doesn't become creative conflict, it becomes conflict conflict. Mm. It becomes a war and that's yeah. exhausting. That breaks connection. It doesn't foster connection. But respect fosters connection. Mm. Yeah. So I think, I think most human beings are, let's just be real and honest, right? we can't deal with being in a war zone all day long of our life. So yeah. that level of diversity and new things in our life is just too hard and too exhausting. Some people can, but yeah. most people can't. Yeah. So you want to have a good balance of rest plus disruption, mm. I think. Um, which means, I don't know, but, but it's also easier said than done. Lah. I mean, we believe in representation in our church. The one that we'll be able to do is probably like 50-50 guys and girls, mm, leaders. Mm, mm. But as far as race is concerned, like we care about anti-racism in our church, but it's very hard for us to enact out. You know, yeah. luckily for us, right, we have like worship leaders, leaders rising up, they are of different races, but it is yeah. still very hard because even a scope of whole of Singapore, they are a minority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's making sure that we care enough to deliberately make space for mm. them to speak and an extra space for them to speak because their voice is softer. Mm. Yeah. I feel. Mm. 
And and I think they are bringing themselves to the table. I think it, the the kind of voices I don't like is the ones that are just no character lah. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the problem voices. To me, that's not diversity. Mm. Yeah, that's not diversity. That's someone actually coming from a place where they want to control the conversation yeah. versus make space for conversation. That's mm. a very different thing. And that's very hard to juggle, I feel. Mm. It's very hard to assess sometimes where they're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But PC, even with that said, do you think that a community or like a group it's healthier if their worldview keeps evolving. Yes, right. Yeah. That anything that doesn't... <laughs> yeah, am I wrong I to say that? Like, if it doesn't evolve, it's something is wrong with it. Are we going back to my oh, sermon no. on Saturday? <laughs> like, Philosophy oh, no. versus Jesus. Uh, yeah, I think something is wrong if something isn't changing. And it's staying the same for too long. Mm. Like at least Even if you are The non Like a little bit more Stable personality There must be Some changes In your life happening mm. Or you're not growing mm. Yeah To take it out Because it's uncommon humanity uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to take it Into yeah. the spiritual yes. Too much But I think Yeah that's why I think it was a good move On the part of our church To decide We are going to have Statements on faith That are dogma related mm. And we are going to Take that out of take the doctrine out of it so that our doctrine can keep evolving and mm. we can keep it. Now, let me again yeah. <laughs> say very clearly, we are not off the rocker. Yes. We're actually, yes. if you meet us, we're pretty like, like <laughs> we look mainstream enough, like, I think, like, oh. in our values. And I, I keep saying like, we're actually quite conservative. Yeah. Don't assume that we are very like, like off the anything rocker. Goes, anything goes. Yeah. No. yeah um, we're not anarchists. That's for sure. But we decided to adopt a statement of faith and a lot of churches do this, like that is dogma. That mm. is the unshakable, immovable beliefs of our faith, like Jesus died and rose again. Yeah. But everything else, like how should everyone speak in tongues? Should, mm. uh, do we believe in healing? Yeah, we do, but we don't feel the need to say we must every single Saturday move in. The gifts of, gifts of the Holy Spirit yeah. or something like that. Mm. Yeah, and, and we want to make room for if that changes. And if God changes in the way He moves. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think we should keep changing. I think just the fundamentals, character, goodness. Mm. Those are immovable and unshakable. Yeah. 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 What do you think? Yeah, I do feel that. I mean, that's a good way to look at it, right? Actually. Yeah. To, to be ever like listening to people is never about the in and out thing, I feel. Mm. Like you're in or you're out. I, I, but I do feel that to be in a community, you have to adapt. Mm. You have to shift. Your, you will be challenged to shift and that is a good thing. Yeah. That in, if any community challenge your, your thinking or your, your idea or your worldview, it, mm. is a, it may not be a bad thing. It is a good thing for you to kind of be bigger in the way that you yeah. see things. So I yeah. do feel that there is that thing where you should feel challenged and you should feel that I maybe there's something in my life that needs to adapt and needs to change. Yeah, for sure, right? Yeah. Well, because psychologists have a term for it, well, when you cannot adapt at all to your social setting, anti-social social. personality disorder, which basically means you are sociopathic. <laughs> yeah. and, or psych... Or psych um, yeah. What is it? Sociopaths and psychopaths, right? Mm. Basically, right? Mm. So... 
Yeah, because again, I think a lot of people think that they are open-minded because they hold certain liberal views today. Mm. In the name of, I don't know, mental health, in the name of, mm. of equality and and there are certain way, but actually if you look at the core behaviour, they are behaving exactly the same as very conservative fundamentals who are yeah. on the other side of issues. So I think at the end of the day, it boils down to... to Core. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And basically like what you say, the every community, I think the synergy thing is so important. Like mm. where everyone um kind of contribute, puts themselves at the table and then yeah. they also takes I mean they they, they share what's on the table. They bring yeah. themselves to the table and they share what's on the table. I guess yeah. like the synergy thing, which is being a community doesn't mean you're just looking going in like going what can I get out of it? But yeah. also, what can I contribute to mm. it? Like both, two questions are really important. Yeah, mm. yeah like haven't you found it better? Because we used to follow the model, right? The mm. top-down model, which was top people determine the vision and the mission statement and the, and the system. Mm. And, and not that that's not good because it's good. It's faster, right? It's efficient. Yeah. But when we flipped it and we said, let's look at who we have mm. and what we care about. And use that as a way to derive our vision for leaders to figure out what the vision should be. It's not just the one leader's vision, but what do I see in our group? And what do we hear in the voices? Yeah. And when you create a vision that's like that, it's way more resonating because everybody believes in it. They don't have to like, like concede or mm, force themselves mm. to follow. It's like, I'm bought in. Mm, I own mm, this vision. Yeah. This is part of me. This came from me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a way more powerful way to to run a community. Yeah. But definitely there's this like downside, right? Which is like the process probably is gonna be slower. That's what I was about to slower. say. It's probably yeah. there's too many voices, like too many people yeah. feel I have a say in this. Yeah, and the problem with that is also because when you create that, then the dissenting the uh, very yeah. bad voice the bad character voices will accuse you of of, of things. So it's the minute law yeah. and the problem is they're always the ones who are shouting the loudest. Mm, mm. Yeah. So it's tricky. Yeah. But it's still, I would still say it's a better way to do it than to control and to force. Mm. Yeah. Do both law yeah, and balance both. it. Yeah. And yeah. 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 The last thing that I want to talk about is like self-care versus community yeah. care. Because uh, I just came across like this reading about community care and I, I was thinking to myself like, yeah, both is really important to have self-care. Yeah. But also to realise that self-care is not enough, mm. not sufficient. Mm. That you do need community, you do need uh, a tribe or a, a community around you mm. to 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 go forward. Mm. Yeah, and when you lean too far into either of the mm. spectrum, it becomes very unhealthy. Like yeah. people who lean too far into self-care goes, um, I don't care about the community yeah. in the name of self-care. Yeah. It's like, whatever I do is whatever I want to do in yeah. the name of self-care. But then it hurts. It doesn't matter if it hurts someone in the community. Uh, it doesn't matter if I'm selfish because yeah. it's all self-care. Th- that is too on an extreme. That's too extreme. That's selfish. Yeah, that's selfish. That's it's not, not self-care. self-care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a very, very hard one because now is the popular way to talk. I yeah, need a self-care yeah, day. Yeah. I need a self-care. 
But problem is, you do realise that everybody on the planet needs self-care. Yeah. So we've got to get together and talk, <laughs> right? How to take yeah, turns correct. to like make space for each other. Like, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's why I kind of love our leadership team because we've tried to now build it into the way we talk and then we try to adjust. Yeah. Yeah. So like, which is like community care, which is community care is basically like a system of support system where... Yeah. You, where people kind of leverage or share their privileges yeah. to ensure everyone is taken mm. care of. Mm. And yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think that's very important. However, I will say, right, we also do have to be very aware in Singapore. Mm. The, the number, I think the number of people in a community that are selfish and say, I want to take a self-care day when it's just really selfishness are, are lower than, than, I think la, my perception of it is that most Singaporeans will just suck it up and mm. subsume to the community. We'll put community first. Mm. But internally, we're conflicted mm. because mm. we're either in pain or our individual self is not being honoured. Mm. Yeah. I would say you and me, our tendency is like that. Well, we will tend mm. to lean too far that we, by the time we reach a point where we, wow, we really need, we say we need self-care, it's too late really. <laughs> You know, we, 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 because we, we are like community first. So that's mm. something I feel that I've had to be a bit more aware in my leadership. Mm. To go, whatever, whatever point I'm, I'm placing, the point where it tips over that someone needs a personal day, it might be, it might be actually it needs to happen faster. Mm. Mm. So I've taken an approach where I, I try to be more preemptive now. I always look at the deployment and go, how can we rest these people at this certain point of time? I'm mm. already anticipating like the Christmas team. We got a small group that's working very hard, right? Yeah. And like, how can I take care of them? And now I, they can't break right now because it needs to happen. But how can I immediately after that mm. break them? And next year, long term, how do we raise up more people to replace, mm. not replace, to reinforce yeah. them? Yeah. So I, I find I need to straddle that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. don't know what you think. It's hard, right? Yeah, I was about to ask, like, how do we find a balance though? Like, where? I think you have to know yourself. Eh? And you need mm. to ask for feedback. You see, this is why yeah. it's not possible. Because you may be thinking, oh, I really need a personal day off. And mm. then the rest of your team is going, <laughs> you are so low capacity. We oh, want to no. smack you. <laughs> yeah, no, right? We yeah. talked about attachment styles recently. Oh, yes. And how it affects perception. And we said, like, there's one attachment style that is too secure and sometimes the unhealthy part is arrogant. It came, it will come across. Cross arrogant, mm. where they just think, I'm doing very good already. I'm, like, me meeting the mark. I'm fantastic. Mm. I'm, I, I'm correct. Yeah. And actually, everyone around them is going, yeah, you're, you're really not. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to, like, can you pull your weight? Give me yeah. the deadline. Like, you think it's very good, but we're going, like, yeah, I'm gonna, like, not really good. Mm. And it's shooting yourself in the foot because at the end of the day, if you're not getting feedback, then then you're not actually great. Because mm. mm. you think you're good, but actually you're, other people think you're capable of much better. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so both important, like self-awareness. Yeah. Because without self-awareness, we... But it's hard, right? I mean, like, Must even then, both, even uh, then. Yeah, even self-awareness is hard. It, because you can lean... Either like I'm too tired, or yeah. like I'm really doing a lot of things, and and or versus like um I'm really fine, but actually you're not fine. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and I think back to what we said earlier, right? Social media is predisposing us to be more isolated and dare not say, mm. or dare not ask for feedback. 
And that means whether you land on the too selfish spectrum mm. or the too self-sacrificing self-sacrificing <laughs> to an unhealthy level, not the Jesus taught way. <laughs> like then you either way you're not getting the feedback you need to flourish as an individual. Mm. So I find I find cannot lah. That's why Paul Scanlon is the one who gave me a breakthrough idea with this, which is he said actually he found that self-awareness uh, people who have external awareness, mm. uh, social awareness, yeah. develop self-awareness faster than people who are supposedly developing self-awareness but they have no social skills because mm. they're not getting enough feedback to know whether they are do have a reference point mm. of where they should be as a person. Mm. But of course, your feedback loop has to be good. Like if you surround yourself with bad people, right? Yeah. Your feedback loop, it just reinforces what you yeah. you already believe. That's not a good feedback loop. You mm. need enough diverse voices mm. to have a few voices say, I think you can do a bit more, I think you can do a bit less and find that middle mm. ground of growth. Uh. Not middle ground, uh, but the right the right solution for you. The right mix of like... Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I think initially mm. in my early years, I had too many... Men, first, when I was younger, I had too many mentors that were too enabling. Everything mm. was on encouragement. Then I became a very dickhead leader, lah, I would say. And then when I had... Then after I swung to the other stream, I was like, I want to find mentors that scold me and discipline me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went the other extreme of like, don't know when to stop. Mm. But now I, I, I think I have a good spread. Mm. And so when I hear all the different voices... I know roughly, and I know myself a bit better, I know roughly when to push and when to, to, when I need to adapt more, when I need to be me more, when I need self-care day, when, when I need to work harder. And it's always in flux, man. Mm. Yeah. But either way, like, I think me and we come together, they cannot be separate. Yeah. Huh? So every person should find a, like a community, right? like a healthy... Yes. Feedback loop or Yeah, the key thing is healthy feedback loop. Community. Because you're in a community, but if there's no feedback loop or they're just reinforcing who you already are, that's not really much of a feedback loop. Mm. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You want to be a better person by hanging around people who are as selfish, then they're always going to tell you, you did the right thing. <laughs> you know? Mm. You went to... You went to make trouble, you did the right thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they'll encourage you in the wrong way. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but if you have diverse friends, you will start to realize, hey, why are two people saying different things in my life? And and you are forced to think, who should I be listening to? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, how do we kind of do that well? So, like, not... Even, even, if, even in, say our church setting which is like where we are mentoring youth that to be that voice of encouragement but at the same time to be a voice of change like to, to do well to do both mm. yeah because sometimes we can lean into where we are too encouraging really yeah. too encouraging yeah for sure where we go everything is fine you're okay <laughs> yeah then when we finally say something and then they break or like they, they say something <laughs> that they don't like to hear it's like you don't care about me anymore you are not like here for me you're like oh, okay <gasps> yeah yeah I don't think we've straddled that well enough yet but I, I, I would like to ask like but then not everyone can be everything to a person right no. I mean 
neither should you. Yeah. That's why you need diversity of friends. Mm. That's why you need mm. more than one friend. That's why you need more than a spouse. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's not on your yeah. husband and wife. It's not on to your be best friend. It's not on your leader to be all the voices that you need. Yeah, to. so you know, I think people always like to say marriage will reveal who you really are and take away your selfishness and all that kind of thing. I go, yeah, if you, if the person who married you calls you out on your stuff enough. But if the person you marry is as bad as you, it's not going to make you any better. Mm. And I also think actually the most unselfish people are not the people who are married. They are the people who maybe are married and have diverse friends mm. that they are accountable to. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of myths we throw around in church like as punchlines, but they're not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not true. Um, yeah, I, I really do think you need community and community is not just your little family unit. I mean, you think about it, right? If you are a patriarchal family unit, yeah, the guy says everything and everything goes. And then you train your kids a certain way. How on earth are you growing as an individual? Mm. It doesn't make sense at all that that typology of a unit yeah you're only growing if you have other friends checking you mm. that are single and married mm. different maybe different ages even that are telling you hey, this is maybe not the way to talk to your kid or you know yeah yeah so i don't think um i think there's a lot of flawed punch lines and catchphrases we throw out there that really are not helpful mm. yeah I think we've gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You want to round up? Yep. Oh, round up. <laughs> I was uh, I was tr- trying to think about. This is a like, problem when you and I get together. And we get into <laughs> go yeah, down a rabbit really, hole. Yeah, really start going like oh, yeah. and one question leads to another thing and another thing. But yeah, okay. So to round up is like, um, I think human beings are not meant to be alone. Mm. That we do need people uh, like in this life we do need people we need community we can't do everything by ourselves mm. and we need people we need to be a part of a tribe or community or a group or a clan and we kind of need it's not about me versus we which is how it, there isn't that conflict which is mm. I need to be individual and to be a, my best self means that I have to exit and yeah. just live by myself uh, it doesn't mean if you're part of community means you lose yourself, but you the best way or the healthiest way is to, to have both. It. Yeah, it's yeah. to synergize to live out your best selves, but also to be a part of a community that brings out the best selves, mm. um, that speaks to you, that uh, that gives you a different worldview or uh, challenges your thought to mm. bring out the best. Yeah, mm. Mm. you are so smart. <laughs> <laughs> So, so smart. Yeah, okay. So, if you found this helpful, this podcast, then keep tuning in. Mm. Um, you can find us on the Evolutions uh, YouTube it's page. And then you'll also find us on Spotify and iTunes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so keep tuning in. And share this with somebody else if you enjoyed it. Yep. See you. See you. This is Uncommon Humanity by The Evolution. Do us a favor by leaving us a great review or share this with some friends. And if you really love the content, consider supporting us. You can give through theevolution.org or email us at hello at uncommonhumanity.com for more info.